I am Liz Wright. Welcome to Live Your Best Life. The only thing that matters now is living by the power of this wonderful new creation life. We're going to become an undefeatable force of radiating glory and we are rising up strong now in this hour. Welcome to Live Your Best Life with me, Liz Wright. And in today's show, um, I have a real treat for you. I have joining the conversation today one of the greatest treasures in my life. She is not only a, a phenomenal public speaker, prophet, experienced minister, author of the most amazing book, Mantle of Purity, um, but she's also one of my dearest, dearest friends for over 17 years. Literally, we do life together. And we've gone through a lot of tears, a lot of laughter, a lot of drama, you know, as happens to all of us over a 17 year period. But it is my absolute honor and my absolute joy to be able to bring into the show today to have conversation, deep and meaningful and very real and raw conversation with me my beloved, beloved, dearest friend, Julie Brown. Welcome to the show, Julie. Oh, Liz, thank you so, so much for this wonderful opportunity to be on the show with you. I'm so blessed. So, so blessed. Thank oh, you so much. I just know all of you family, honestly, I get the privilege of doing life with Julie, but you guys are going to now get an inside look into who this amazing woman is as she begins to share with us some of the treasures of her life which I obviously know a lot about in detail but I've asked her if she would just open her heart and share um, some of her life with you because I know there are going to be nuggets that you will get from today's conversation that will literally transform your life and there's when we were preparing for today's show, both Julie and I actually felt separately in the Lord that there was a real invitation for you today um, from his heart. So really, as, as you're listening to us talking, just be mindful of that. Listen to Holy Spirit for yourselves and, and hear the invitation because this is, this is for you too. So Julie, just beginning the conversation, um, I wanted to um, start with where your life really radically changed from where you had lived one way of Christian life, which had been rich and amazing for you. But then Jesus started to release in you a, a grace. To, you, had, you started to experience a hunger for Jesus like you'd never known, really. And then he began to invite you into a whole new and took you into a whole new level of walk with him, which is really the walk mm -hmm. of the bride, which we both are absolutely passionate about. And it's, it's our life journey. Yeah. So will you, will you just share with all of us what happened to you? What happened when you went from one way of living as an amazing Christian life to a completely different level of walking with Jesus as his bride? Amen. Yes, Liz. I mean, you obviously you know the story. Um, brought up in a Christian home, um, I was I'd been in ministry for for many years, and had the privilege of seeing the power of God at work, outpourings of the Holy Spirit. I'd been in revival settings. I'd been deeply touched by the the presence of God, and I <clears throat> I did have <clears throat> within 
a a hunger and a longing for for Jesus and for the presence of God and that is a hallmark of, of my journey it was then and it still is today but despite these precious experiences and the rich journey that I I knew in God prayer intercession deep in the word and all of these things I, I did meet you. That did have something to do with it, of course. We met in, well, 2003 and in the House of Commons. And that was a, a, a huge gift from God um, in my life and still is. Um, as you know, we met and I was in a prayer <laughs> meeting. We love each other. <laughs> yeah. So we were in, in, a, in a prayer meeting in, in Westminster Hall, the National Prayer Breakfast. And as you know, you, you were there in worship. We'd only just met, but I happened to look up and I, I saw the look on your face and the, the deep love that you had for Jesus. And my heart was just instantly drawn to you and bonded um, with you. And so for quite a while, I was on the journey as your friend and participating um, with you in bridal gatherings where Jesus was being lifted up and intercession of all kinds deep in his presence but the real turning point for me came when around the time of your um, marriage when you were getting ready um, to be married to Wes I happened to be staying in your home you were away and this particular morning I was up early and went down into the kitchen and you know having coffee and just it was extremely quiet and at, at the kitchen table I noticed what looked like an old old document which I just picked up it, it, it I could see it was like a book or something so it was you know I wasn't intruding in, in some way um and I started to read and just incredible Liz I, I, every time I think about what happened in those moments, I start to go back into this experience. So I'll stay with you while I remember how glorious this was. So the, the document that was on the table happened to be an excerpt from Francis Metcalfe's writings. And Francis had this incredible ministry that we know of, you know, at least in the, the 1940s. Um, in Idlewild in California, um, she met with other ladies and men as the golden candlestick. And they had the most unbelievable experiences in God. But the depth of relationship that they had with Jesus and particularly Francis as the leader of this gathering, um, that's who she was. And so this excerpt that I was reading that morning was the account, her personal account of how Jesus began to draw her into, I guess, the walk of the bride with him. So there is a transition. There is a place of crossing over, it seems. Now, we, we can't put God in a box. And we, don't, we all come to this, I believe, in different ways. But it seems as though there is an invitation that comes from Jesus um, in a very specific way. And this was the moment for me as I read of Francis's journey with Jesus on a retreat where he began to call her to come away with him. I literally started to go into the 
almost the encounter that she was describing. It was like Jesus was reaching out to me through her writing and extending the invitation to me. It, it really was unbelievable, Liz. And so that, just that 10 minute time of reading um, this excerpt changed my life. There was a huge impartation on these writings. And I suppose that would make sense to us if we think about it, because the Jesus is eternal. His invitation is, it, it's outside of time. And so there was the, the substance of himself, it, it, because the spirit of prophecy is the testimony of Jesus. And so, we, as we know, and so as Francis was testifying in her writings all those years ago, because she's gone on to glory. Right. The testimony was alive because of who she was talking about. And so Jesus, in the same way he reached out to her, he began to reach out to me and a longing for his presence and the come away invitation that had been extended to Francis was now mine. It's that come away with me. And I wanted from really that moment on to be with Jesus. And I suppose, you know, I, I am celebrating my own journey in saying everything I'd gone through was it, it hugely important to me and very precious. Mm. My testimony of all the years of different things I'd done and places I'd been very, very precious to me. But at the heart of it is a person. Right. And his name is Jesus. His name is Jesus. And so everything was being brought in my life at that point in time. This was December 2011 to the center of it all, to, to him. To Jesus. It's like, yeah. a, it's like a holy love sickness, isn't it? I mean, I remember when it was happening to you. I mean, even the way that I received that document was supernatural. Do you remember? I do. <laughs> I do. I'll just share a tiny, just a little bit snapshot of that. And then I wanted to ask you, Julie, so just, mm -hmm. just if you would just be thinking about this while I share with, with the family listening, how we actually got that document, because that in itself was Jesus ordering all of our steps and your steps to that yeah. moment. But don't forget, though, that we didn't find out this part of the story till I think it was a two years later. Oh, so. So, right. So the document was there. You had it in your kitchen, but we didn't find out the story of that lay behind this document for a, a further two years. So two years had to pass and then we found out and then we, and then were, we, oh, out. we were completely blown away. But <laughs> I want to ask you next. I'm going to share this, but I want to ask you next, Julie, about what what that happened to you on Where's in My Wedding Day and that whole phenomenal life changing encounter mm -hmm. that happened is the love sickness Jesus was just drawing your heart to himself wasn't he and it's it's so holy but you can feel his invitation this is for all of us it's, yeah. it is it's for all of us this is the, this amen is we're in isn't it we're awakening to this capacity to have this level of experiential relationship with Jesus but just amen. very very <laughs> little interjection here for you guys just long story cut very short so um, I'd been having experiences with this lady, Frances Metcalf, that Jesus had been bringing her sovereignly from the cloud of witnesses. And, um, you know, I, I had been walking with other leaders in the body of Christ, just, you know, 
very submitted as, as Julie and I are through our relationships to be very open and accountable as we go into these new realms of spiritual experience, you know, to find it all in the word and to notice the fruit of Jesus's increase of his presence in our life you know and so forth and so we don't get lost in it in our desperate hunger to have the fullness of the kingdom and the fullness of relationship with jesus but um but what happened was um i'd been having experiences i was going to go and live in california because i've been having all of these experiences we went on a whole journey um to do with francis metcalf and and where she had lived with the golden candlestick her ministry that phenomenal supernatural prayer meeting that went on for decades in idlewild in california so one of our dear friends who we'd been sharing all of this, these encounters with um, was in California and offered to go and find us a house to live in in Idlewild so that we could be based there and be serving in the ministry in California that I was being called to work in. So long story cut, very, very short. One of the trips out to try and find a house for us in Idlewild, which made a lot of sense to us prophets because we're always on prophetic journeys <laughs> at the time, he ended up connecting with the people that are alive now that are the current day Golden Candlestick ministry. And he was met by a, a dear lady who then he shared the story of how he was trying to find a place for me to live. And I was coming out to serve the body of Christ there and to, you know, to really raise up the bride, help prepare the bride in America and so forth. And so this dear lady had um, shown our dear friend around Idlewild all day, shared the history of the Golden Candlestick ladies, some of the stories of what happened in their meetings, which was amazing. James Maloney, uh, Francis Metcalfe's spiritual son has written phenomenal books three volumes about the about what happened um, during their time and so he ended up um he he ended up spending the whole day with this lady and at the end of the day she gave the document that julie's talking about to our friend and she said would you please give this to liz take it back to england with you it's an extract from francis metcalf's journal so during the course of that day, I had spoken to this dear lady on the phone. She prayed for me. Um, they had, they'd had an amazing experience and it was all around trying to get us located there. So as Julie said, the document came back to England. We were busily reading it, you know, because we wanted to read what had happened and all the encounters that this precious lady had had all those years ago. And um, so was it how how long ago was it a few how far into the future was it that we found out about who this lady was it, it was about two years liz so i'd already read the document and and had this awakening begin in my own heart and then we went on our journey so about about two years later we were in california on a different visit and that's when we find found out um about the person who had given the document to our friend in the first place. That's right. So this lady had called herself Dora and had explained that she was the last of the, the golden candlestick ladies and to have lived. You know, she was the one that lived the longest and had obviously shared all the stories about all the amazing things that happened to them. Well, we were then told that Dora actually died in the 1970s. <laughs> So this lady had spent the whole day with our dear friend, gave the journal extract to him for us, and she'd come from the cloud of witnesses. Wow. So there are many witnesses to this. We were wow. 
absolutely blown away absolutely yeah. blown away so of course then Julie sitting there in the kitchen mm -hmm. experienced the supernatural anointing and purpose of Jesus that was actually on that testimony that mm -hmm. day Amen. So there's, it's, it's, no, it's, it's no wonder, is it, that, that there was such an experience, um, that I went through such an experience, because we, we, as we dug into, you know, through this period of time, the understanding of who the, the golden candlestick were as a group of people, and Francis Metcalf being the leader, um, you know, we came to understand that, you know, so Dora, yes, had been the last living member of the group and had gone on to glory only to come back and, and uh, from the cloud <clears throat> and give this document, which no wonder it looked so sort of ancient and interesting lying on the table, of course. Well, you know, because of where it came from, which is unbelievable. But as a group, when they were in their, at their peak, praying and just having unbelievable experiences. So obviously you and I can really recommend James uh, Maloney's books, which do include testimony to what went on, you know, and the absolute portal that they had in the open heaven. But they prayed and they interceded for the future company of the bride. Right. They right. prayed a thing. Yeah. You know, now clearly we can't say that, you know, only they are responsible for, for such a, a, a thing happening. But their intercession, they interceded for the company of the bride that would awaken in days like these. And so it explains completely, you know, the weight that was on the document that I read from the point of view, yes, of where it had come from, but also that we were, or I was walking in the, the fullness um, of their prayers they, you know, if, if I can put it like that, you know, they had prayed for me. Yes. I, I, you know, how was I to know at that, at that point? I had no awareness of it whatsoever. But, you know, giving honour where it's due, we can say, you know, when we can make that kind of connection that m my life, you know, being changed that particular morning in such a sovereign way, when I think it's important to say that I had been searching for this. Yeah. You know, it's, it, yeah. you know, that was December 2011. You and I met in 2003 and I'd been around the bridal message in that period of time. And I wanted to go deeper. It, it's not that you don't, but I think perhaps I can speak for some who might be watching the show who are also thinking, well, how do I cross over? How do I get into this depth of experience and, and relational encounter you know, that Julie and Liz are talking about. And so, you know, obviously we would say, you know, that, you know, that faithful pursuit of him, you know, seek him with all of your heart and you'll find him. You will find him. Yeah. Uh, but there's, we are in a window, I believe, you know, the prophets are saying and have been saying for, for at least a few years now that the company of the bride is awakening globally because in the end it's the spirit and the bride that yeah. says, come, you know, we, we will walk in, I believe it's the crowning glory of the end of the ages that we will know fully who we are as the bride of Christ, because it's the realm of intimacy with him that opens up the fullness of who he is to wow. us personally. And nobody is excluded from this. This is who we actually are. And so this whole experience sort of 
triggered, if you like, if I can use that word, it kind of awakened the, that part of my heart. And, and I began to see where previously I'd, I'd loved the Lord, served him, prayed, been in ministry, spoken, been in revivals, done, done all these wonderful things that little by little, the Holy Spirit was bringing everything to a completion in my life so that Jesus was the center and is the center of everything. Not that I'd ever deliberately gone away from that, but that I was learning this profound truth that the high calling of my life was to touch the heart of God yes. and that he wanted to touch mine and that there was a depth of connection between us that's a holy thing and a godly thing and it's our inheritance. This is what we've been brought forth for, for such a time as this. Absolutely. To become, I mean, I love that, that you in the scriptures where um, the word of God says that the Lord is coming back for a bride without mm, spot. I think yeah. that's, that's a fruit of the walk that we've seen, isn't it? That as you walk in this place of completely surren of surrender, just mm -hmm. completely relinquishing control of your life, just living a life of adoration and worship and yieldedness, sitting at his feet, experiencing more and more the mystical union, that life of oneness, he increasingly clothes us with his nature, his nature expands within us. Amen, yes he does. Expected in him. So Julie, would you, would you tell us about what then happened? Like at, at mm -hmm. our, where's my wedding when Jesus yes. took you to a whole other level again? Of the yes, I, of course. So uh, the experience I'm talking about, you know, the, the initial invitation, the end of um, 2011. So going into 2012, you know, you were getting married in the April. And so that, that was another very key um, point in time. Obviously, you were getting married. There was a prophetic element of, of this new union that you were entering into that was very powerful. I do believe that, you know, the presence of God was just really strongly on us, on, on, on what you were doing, yeah. what, what we were entering into. And so... On one hand, there was an impartation that day that, that came from you to me as you prayed for me. And I remember it. You gave me your, your bouquet and you said, you know, the, 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 the bouquet, Julie, you know, for your husband, you know, and, and you handed over also just a, I, it was an impartation, Liz, of everything you had walked in at yeah. that point in time. And so, and I remember it distinctly, you know, I've obviously like collapsed. Flying over the Yes, my gorgeous gown and yours and everything. So, <laughs> it was sort of business as usual, wasn't it? But the next day, the next day, there was just this glorious, glorious um, experience that I had. And, um, and, and so in, in the simple stuff of life, I was you know, putting things in the car, getting ready to go home. And then all of a sudden, um, I just became very aware that Jesus was standing at my right side. He was there. And I didn't turn to look at him. It wasn't like that in this, in this moment. He, it was just very quick. He was there. And it was just unbelievable, Liz, because he took hold of your bouquet, which you had given to me, uh, the white roses, and in all their beauty, and he put that bouquet in my heart. He lit, and it literally went through my being in 
to my heart and he said this is my promise to you wow just his covenant of of commitment to me um i mean when we think of encounter when we think of what jesus might do or say or what might happen if we ever should see him you can't plan it you just can't imagine the beautiful and wonderful things that he does and that was just such a perfect and beautiful gift that i carry and to this day and i'll never ever forget it so he gave me his promise of his commitment as my bridegroom which was just so special liz particularly as it was the day after you had got married um, but only three weeks later, as as you know, uh, so that there was a sense of momentum and a sense of things speeding up. So the threshold you and I are talking about or, or referring to, because we can't say it's the same for everybody. Um, I, I I know that that's not true, but for me, yes, there was definitely a shift in this 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 sense of moving in from one thing into another, a new thing with Jesus. And so have you, having been married and, you know, I, I read Francis's document, there'd been impartation, impartation from you. Jesus had come to me the day after um, and put the, the bouquet into my heart, which was so beautiful. What a wonderful thing to do, Lord. Um, it was only three weeks later, Liz, as you know, that I had the, the first of, you know, it was a major encounter, major encounter with Jesus, which just one i mean the the encounter itself probably lasted a split second but the power that comes into your spirit as the person of jesus himself he reveals himself to you um it's it's just a life it i mean life-changing doesn't even do it um so yeah so i i yes i did things sped up um and this was now may 2012 when jesus appeared in front of me i was in a corporate worship setting and um and and suddenly jesus was was there in front of me and um he in all his beauty but he was there as the king and that's the incredible thing and i'd heard you talk about encounters before and you were always so definite and always so absolutely sure of what it was you were seeing and that is true you know what you're seeing you really do and so jesus was there and um and he kept, he had come as the king and so i saw you know he, he he knelt before me which is incredible in itself but then he he placed a garment a silver garment around my shoulders and the garment was a mantle of purity and of course it, the knowing what is happening to you, it, it, your spirit is just fully aware. So the purity that, so I knew it was a mantle of purity. I saw it. I know what this purity looks like in the spirit realm. But the most amazing thing of all, of course, is that the purity was from Jesus himself. It was his purity. And so as he laid, placed this mantle on me and tied it at the neck, which was just so beautiful and it's a funny thing because he was knee- he knelt before me and I, it felt like I was sitting, but 
I also it also though the garment went all the way to the floor and I knew it did it covered me from head from you know from here to my toes um but the purity of Jesus um was just imparted into me it flooded into my being and that in itself um was it, it, the power of it, it, it you almost can't contain it so simultaneously as this is the purity of Jesus flooded into me. He imparted himself into my being. I tasted the beauty of holiness. Um, I tasted how good he is. You know, the word says, oh, taste and see that the Lord is good. But little did we know, did we ever realize that we can actually taste the goodness of Jesus, you can taste how good he actually is as a literal experience. And so this, the beauty of what was happening to me, I, as purity flooded my being and I felt any part of my life where there had been any history, any bruise, any damage done to me personally, I felt the power of that breaking. And Obviously, many times we're living with things without realizing that we are. So I wasn't consciously aware that I needed this gift from Jesus. Um, but as he imparted this into his purity uh, into my life, the beauty of this tremendous holiness filled me. And that's where I learned, Liz, that holiness is not in any way, shape or form a straitjacket. Because when the holiness of God comes into you, what happens is you are set completely free and freedom is power. Would you just pray for everybody watching that they will step into this experience? We're in 100% faith for all of you family. Amen. We finish out this show today. Um, I'm just going to let Julie finish the show as she, as she wants to. Um, just praying for you all. This is for all of us. It's not just for a few. It's for all of us who will just hear this invitation and say yes to Jesus and step in. So thank you for being with us today, Julie. Thank you so much. Oh, it's been really on the show. I'm so happy that everybody's got to know a little bit more of who you are. And so, yeah, will you just close us out, Julie? And thank you all for watching. Get the show out, share it on your social media, just whoever you know that needs this, the strength of the content of this today, just get it in front of them. We're all rising together as the bride, shining in this hour. So bless you all, love you. Gonna leave you with Julie. Look forward to being with you again next Monday. So here we are, the bridal blessing. There is a lamb in front of you his eyes fixed and true. Life flows from his side, the spotless spot to abide. Love is fresh, love is new. This lamb, Jesus Christ, is in love with you. Lord, we thank you with all of our hearts, all of our hearts, for the incredible way that you love us, for your faithfulness to us, for your loving kindness, for your heart that pursues and pursues and pursues. I just pray today in Jesus' name 
that each and every one watching this show will receive a fresh impartation today, something new, that they would feel that invitation to come away with me. As the invitation came to me, come away with me, come away with me, Julie. That they would hear that invitation in their own hearts today, come away with him. Come away with Jesus and know him. Have their eyes opened, have their spirits touched. And we agree today in Jesus' name for encounter, encounter, encounter with Jesus as the bridegroom. Amen.